this is where the blueprints are really important because you start to understand yourself in a way you've never understood yourself before. So you can actually start communicating to your partner the things that are getting in the way. Because my guess is the ultimate goal of you being in a relationship is you want depth, connection, intimacy, love, and possibilities that you've never had before. I'm Alexa, and you're listening to That Sex Check, a Soulfire production. Welcome back, loves, to That Sex Chick. Joining me today is intimacy expert, relationships coach, and sex educator, Casey Neal. She supports individuals and couples in creating healthy, pleasurable relationships. Emphasis on the pleasurable. She holds a master's in mental health counseling with a focus in sexuality and is a certified erotic blueprint coach. I know y'all love the erotic blueprints. In addition, she is a model, public speaker, and a sexual health advocate. For those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while or following me for a while, you may have seen Casey in some of Kimmy Inch's content because they are now business partners. Kimmy has been on the show before and is our team's go-to dominatrix. Casey and I will be discussing things on today's show like conscious kink, discovering fantasies, and one of my favorite topics, the erotic blueprints. <laughs> I hope that y'all enjoy the show. It's very dynamic. I even got super uncomfortable a couple of times. And right before we started recording, we decided to have Jordan join us. So I hope that you enjoy this really full, very sensual, energetic, shapeshiftery, kinky conversation that I got to have with my husband, Jordan, and Casey Neal. Yay, Casey, welcome to our kitchen table. <laughs> it's a beautiful table. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, it's heavy as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I imagine some fun things have happened on this table. I'm nervous. You, Why are you nervous? I'm nervous about the table. You said, Why? I imagine some fun things have happened on this table. And my response is, I'm nervous to do fun things on the table. I've tried to get her to, and we've kind of started to, but she's she doesn't trust it, even though I, this thing is a fucking brick shit house. So what, what? Is, what is the table? Does that mean it's like dense and strong? I don't, I don't know. The term's probably racist these days. I don't know. Probably. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Every term like that, that we don't know where it comes Cancel from. this woman. Probably, this woman? What are you talking about? You, you. just said that. No, you. Just because we're podcast. married, just because we're married does not mean we hold 100% the same exact beliefs. But like 90%. We better. We better. Otherwise we're doomed. Get out. Anyway, Casey, you. welcome to the kitchen table and also the shit show that is our relationship. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. <laughs> so before we really dive into a dynamic conversation that I'm sure is about to unfold that I hope it goes all over the place. Me too. I hope we talk about like sex and pleasure and kink and the erotic blueprints and your story and all that. I want to talk about all of it. Let's start with you telling a little bit of your story and how you came to be here having a conversation with us on a podcast called That Sex Chick. Yay. Mm -hmm. I love this. Okay. So, my God, where do I start? So <laughs> why I'm here, how I'm here, how I know you guys is that you um, asked my business partner, Kimmy Inch, to do a private event back in, mm -hmm. I think, June. Yep. And, um, she asked me if I wanted to assist and that we had, we used to do events together maybe 15 years ago in New York city. And oh, wow. so this was like a, a thing that we had done, but we hadn't done it in so long. And so I got to meet you guys there after you experienced our 
our sensual kink event. And oh, it was then, so awesome. It was so great. <laughs> and the cool thing is it's just gotten better. Yeah. Because now it's a four-day event instead of a two-day event. Are you telling us we have to do it again? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. Let's go. <laughs> yes, um, I am because, again, it, it, you guys just, like, scratch the surface. Not, not even. Not even scratch the surface on, like, what is possible and where you can go and, like, the depths that we we take people. And then what we've also added in there are VIP sessions where you can get a conscious kink journey with Kimmy. So it goes from doing the event to then going into a conscious kink journey with both of us. So you're taking what you've learned and then actually getting to experience it. And it just, Oh my God. Y'all we saw Casey have a legitimate (laughs) energetic orgasm and it was beautiful. I mean, unless she faked it. That's it. Can't, felt authentic. Can't do, can't, do can't do it. 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 But the thing I love about energetic orgasms is most people are like, what the fuck is that? And like, wh- how do you even do that? And then when they see it happen, then it's suddenly like, oh, I've done that. Yeah. I've experienced that. Or like, oh, I could do that. Right. I, I think especially that. people who are not quite sure they've like just figured out mm-hmm. that they're energetic based off of like doing the blueprints or something like that. They see you do it and it's almost like their body knows. Like, whoa. My body oh, does know. That's the cool My thing. body does know how to do that thing. Yeah. And that's what makes like porn and what we see out there so kind of detrimental in that it's, it's basically just showing you what is possible within one of the five blueprints um, that Jaya Maha has created, the erotic blueprint. So it's very like to the point, slot A and a slot B with an orgasm. It's mm-hmm. kind of what we think sex is. And the reality is, is there's so many more possibilities. The word sex is endless and what it means and why we love kind of showing people what's possible is then you get to go, oh, that's sex too? Like, oh, I can do that too. So the, it just, the expansiveness is available and possible. And then, like you said, like then there are bodies recognize, oh, I either, I already do that or, oh, I can do that. And it's just like, yes, uh-huh. <laughs> we, we've done, we've done it right. Yeah. So good. So bringing it back to the event and you getting to showcase a glorious energetic orgasm that a bunch of people in the room, which was fully clothed. I believe clothes. mostly uh, fully clothed. I had a, a, like a bikini on. Like, we had well, taken my top lingerie off, or something. But like, yeah. 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 So with energetic orgasms, like I don't need to be touched. Right. Like there doesn't have to be any touch on me whatsoever. And like what the way that Kimmy did it is I was on the bed. Um, we, so just so y'all know, um, Kimmy and I show our clients who come to our event, what a conscious, loving, compassionate, kink scene can look like. So we show what's possible that you don't see in porn, that you don't see in movies. It's not about sensationalism. It's actually Mm -hmm. about co-creation and connection. And so we show what that's like. And then the event is about how do you then create that? So before we got to the energetic orgasm, there was a lot of buildup. There was, um, we, we basically take you through what it looks like. And the end for me is the energetic orgasm. So everything has been built up in my body. The connection is there. The trust is there. The safety is there. The turn on is there. And then I'm on the bed and Kimmy basically goes, okay, everybody, I need you to put all of your sexual energy onto Casey. And I'm like, I can, my body is already like doing what's called Kriyas, yeah. which are basically Kriya. the movement of sexual energy through the body. Um, and also clearing out blocks. And so everybody puts it on me and I go to this transcendental state um, where I'm still embodied. And then she asks everybody, okay, pull it back. And then I break down in tears, yeah. which was really cathartic and really beautiful yeah. and is so important in the expression within kink. Yeah. Um, and again, not something that's always showed, right? right. Like emotions 
just like emotions and kink are so important because what I have found is the more emotions I'm able to let go of during a kink scene, the deeper in subspace mm-hmm. I can go. And mm-hmm. for you guys watching subspace, the best way to describe it that I know of is if you've ever heard of um, Eckhart Tolle, mm-hmm. his book, The Power of Now. Mm-hmm. To me, that is what subspace is. I am embodied and out-of-bodied at the same time, and I am so present that my mind has been turned offline. Yeah. And I get to just be swirly space, mm-hmm. held, loved, taken care of, nurtured, yeah. mm-hmm. knowing that when I come back, the aftercare is available. It was for one sure. of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, Seriously, <thank> <laughs> it was like, whoa. I was mm-hmm. blown away for sure. Thank you. Where yeah. are you guys with energetic orgasms? Mm. Well, I think when he's able to see something like that, it it's something that registers as, oh, this is possible. Like I can be the deliverer of this. Should I learn my person and do the build up and all of that? Because I... Uh, on the erotic blueprints, which I'm sure we're going to get into a little bit more as we continue talking, but where I register on the, on the blueprints is kinky first and energetic second. So, and I'm more of like the psychological kink more than really going for some of the impact. The impact is fun too, but I'd rather like be told you're going to get spanked (laughs) at some point and then not told. You know, yeah. like I like that. You that like the tease and anticipation. Tease anticipation, which is an aspect I think of the energetic of the as well. Energetic, and absolutely. of course of, of, you know, a branch of kinky, which I think all of the blueprints can be, there's like a version of them inside of kink as well as, as far as what I absolutely. see, but we haven't attempted it yet. It's come back more and more on our radar. Um, we actually had Ian, Jaya's partner, come on to the show as well. And so there's a whole show that's designated to the blueprints themselves. Um, so we're going to focus a little bit more on kink today. And, and when I get the information from our production company on what shows are doing the best, meaning like people are going back and listening and time goes by and these certain shows are still getting listened to. It's me retelling the story of how I was introduced to BDSM in the first place. And then the other ones are mostly how they have some kind of kink edge to them where people are just, they're straight up curious. What is this? Yeah. Well, I mean, you just, highlighted something that sounds maybe to some people like energetic orgasm, like some people are like, what the fuck? Like, how do, what do I even, how do I even begin there? And it might feel so far away. What you just described, like this transcendental state or this subspace or something like that. When I hear people's, some of their, their main qualms about sex, it's usually like maybe they can't have a great orgasm or they're bored or they're really in their head. Sometimes they actually have the language to say that they're really in their head. Yeah. Like they can't stop thinking and they can't be present and they're like, you know, wiggling and moving or nothing's Mm -hmm. quite right. And they can't get in the right position and the light and they're just, they can't get into their bodies because they're so busy mind faffing all over the place. I don't know. I just made that up. (laughs) Faffing, you know, just like just, Fixing things. Yeah. Fixing things that don't need to be fixed in their head and thinking about stuff. Right. (laughs) But that's, what's possible when you are as present as you possibly can be, you do a series of things that are specific to you that eventually lead you to a place where there is no stuff in the mind. You are simply being and allowing and sensation is present and you're just with it, riding the waves. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what you're talking about. So I wanted to like bring it back as to like 
people who say, I can't get out of my head. I can't get in my body. I can't figure out the pleasure thing. And then yours maybe is way on the other side of the spectrum. We're talking about ways to get there. Yeah. And it's really interesting. And I also want to get back to your thoughts around energetic orgasms, but, um, what you're talking about is sensual shadow Mm, mm -hmm. when when we look at the blueprints. So for, for everyone listening, I'll just go into the blueprints really quickly because I know we're, we're talking about, we're going to, we're just going to keep going there. So the erotic blueprints were created by Jaya Ma um, six or seven years ago, and they were created, and, and I'm sure Ian goes through maybe some of this, but they were created because the two of them were, something wasn't working. Like they weren't speaking the same language. They wanted different things. Jaya's, you know, the sex educator who's mastered like the world of sex. Um, and I, I really mean that based on like the years of people I've studied with, she really has truly mastered it. And she was just like, why isn't this working? I'm supposed to be the sex educator and sex with my partner's not working. And she basically decided I'm going to go all in for a year on my own without Ian necessarily needing to know that I'm going to do my healing. She was like, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to do all the things I need to do. I'm, I'm going to go all the places I need to go so that I can fix this. And I don't, I don't need Ian to have to do it either. And I share that for everyone listening because it just takes one in the relationship to be fully committed and in for things to change. So just anybody who's listening to this, if you're in and you love your partner and it is healthy, you can make the changes and you can have the relationship that you want. I love that. Period. End of story. That is my foundation. That is what I believe. That's what Kimmy believes. Like, yeah. And so it's what we believe too. Great. Beautiful. I mean, I assume so. So, right. Well, because so many people come and are, and will pass and project onto their partners. If they're the reason why they can't have, uh, you know, then they can't go on to the next step on their sexual development journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a big piece of the blueprints, big piece of what we teach is where are you taking self-responsibility for this? And if you're, putting on your partner that it's their job to give you pleasure, you will never be satisfied. Can't. That's a bomb. You can't. It's confronting. It's so true. You cannot, another person cannot satisfy you in the way that that you need. You need to know what satisfies you and then you can invite people to join you on that process and they can just do the best they can because guys, we're just, we're humans, right? We're doing the best we can. But it's on us to take responsibility for our pleasure and to get our needs met and then bring other people in that can help us along the way. And then everything is possible from that place. And so that's really what Jaya did. And that's the stand for the blueprints is really like once you understand yourself, once you have the language, then you can start really getting your needs met in a totally different way. So with all that being said, Jaya, because she decided to do that, started noticing patterns in her life in Ian's life and in her clients' lives, where these patterns turned into the five blueprints, which are energetic, sensual, sexual, kinky, and a shapeshifter. And I'm not going to go into all of them because I imagine Ian does. Um, You can also find a ton of information on this online. There's lots of podcasts out there. There's tons of coaches on there, out there. Um, But essentially what the blueprints do, I look at them as the five love languages for sex pleasure, desire, and turn on. And so when you understand that your blueprint is probably not the same blueprint as your partner's, you can have a greater level of compassion and empathy and understanding that like, oh, that my, my partner just actually doesn't know what I mean. Right. Right. When you say sex and Jordan says sex, like you probably don't mean the same thing. Absolutely. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Right. Totally. And so what the blueprints do is they give you an opportunity to go, oh, duh. 
we just, we don't know how to speak to each other. And so the blueprints give you a language to understand yourself and for your partner to understand themselves. And then you can come together and you guys can actually talk about it Mm -hmm. because then you can go, oh, when I say sex, this is what it means. And your partner can go, God, that makes so much sense. Right. And vice versa. Right. So that's why I love the blueprints. And that's kind of like a little foundation setting of what they are. And if we could go in and just say like one one line or so about each one of them so that people who maybe haven't heard the other episode that has to do with all of the blueprints, because if we're going to use it as a lot of the basic uh, or a lot of the base for the conversation that's going to unfold. So they at least have a little bit of the context. Yeah, definitely. And I'll let you guys know that I'll give Alexa um, my link where you can go and take the test because the test will be really helpful for you to understand which one you are. Great resource. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So energetic, um, the ways that you might know that you're with an energetic is there's a deep longing. They want anticipation. They like tease. Um, they love presence. So energetics can like feel when someone's present and they can feel when you're not there. I'm like, she's not, you know, like as an energetic, I'm like, wait, come back. You're on your phone. (laughs) (laughs) So you know, and I want you guys to think about that. Do you have a partner that when you're on their phone, your phone, you suddenly feel like, oh, where'd they go? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they're not paying attention to me. Like they're energetically sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a high energetic. So I'm like, woo, I'm getting all sweaty and hot over here. <laughs> Lex is capturing Lady Casey on so, Instagram story Yeah, right now. so. If, if you're listening to, listening to the show and you also follow me on Instagram and then, you know, whenever I have people on the show and I'm doing them, sometimes I'll also do like a little Insta story clip here or there, promote the show, showcase who's on the show. And I just did that. I was fully with Casey just now, present, present, present. And then I took my energy away just a little bit to open my phone, to do a little video. And she immediately felt it. You just got yep. a front row seat to an energetic <laughs> yeah. being disrupted. Yeah. And <laughs> also I'll just share that. Jordan is actually live streaming this particular episode on his Instagram. So if you want to watch us and you want to watch this actually happen, it's on Jordan's IGTV. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, that was so funny. Cause yeah, I, I'm it's very just, cute. I'm talking, I'm talking and I could feel I, it, it's the best way I can describe it. Energetics can just feel energetics yeah. are the ones that walk in the room and they're like, something's off. Yeah. Or your partner goes, what's wrong with you? And you're like, Oh, nothing. I'm fine. Everything's fine. And they're yeah. like, Something's why different. can't you let me be fine <laughs> Lex does his shit to me yeah so you and know she's always on one point of, one uh-huh. of the, right one of the best things to do is if your partner isn't energetic and that might be a um, sticky point between you guys is the like let me have my own emotions or like let me be in it yeah is actually just letting them know like you're right. Like your intuition and you are right and I'm I'm processing this like I'm going through some stuff it's not about you because um, we have seen that um, energetics oftentimes can be more on the anxious scale when we look at attachment theory. Mm. Like, is everything okay? Did I do something wrong? And the reason for that is we, we see a lot of energetics growing up who have had a lot of trauma. And they tend to be very, very empathetic because of the trauma that they've experienced. And so just know that if your partner's energetic, it, it's a way of actually them feeling more safe and, and trusting their own intuition. And so by saying no, then they oftentimes will go in and go, maybe I'm wrong. It's almost like a form of ga- unintentional gaslighting. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Right. And so it's not that anyone's doing anything wrong or intentionally not trying to share the conversation or share that something's there. 
It's just, if you can understand that your energetic partner is doing this oftentimes out of their own hypervigilance and their own trauma experiences, Mm -hmm. then maybe you can have a little bit more compassion and understanding that they're just feeling that something's off and they just want to make sure that everything's okay so that everybody can come back to like baseline zero. It's great. I love that. Yeah. So I'm assuming like that's something you've experienced. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) So the whole point just, and we'll get into some of the other blueprints, but the whole point of talking about this now Jordan has a new understanding of Lex. And so when she says that the dynamic between the two of you guys can be very different. Mm, Yeah. I don't do the try to make it my fault necessarily, not with my words, Mm -hmm. but when you say anxious and I wouldn't necessarily call myself an anxious attachment style, but, um, I can feel when something's off, Mm -hmm. I think based off of whatever the trauma is that I have and a father leaving at a young age and all of that, my, um, actually my personality pattern, which is different to attachment style is aggression. Mm -hmm. My energy gets big. And my energy gets like, well, what do we got to do to figure this out? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like, all right, cool. I'll rather this just not happen then, you know, like it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, um, I don't know if it's Lee. I, no, my, my energy definitely goes a bit on the, the harsh and overflowing kind <laughs> of side. And his usually is just like a little bit more, is it enduring? Yeah. Enduring collapse. Coerce, yeah. Collapse mm-hmm. yeah. We, in the coerce collapse dynamic, I am the coercer. I am the collapser. And then we flip it, Yay. flip it. <laughs> so fun. Yeah, yeah. Learning about humaning is the great. The thing, right? And yeah. so I want everyone to know that um, none of this stuff is like binary. None of this stuff is like absolute. This is just like what fits for you. Sure. And what makes sense. So I right. love for you that you're, or Lex, that you're already in a place of like, oh, that's not, it's not entirely me. And there's like a little thread that yeah. makes sense. Because again, now you guys have new language to talk mm-hmm. about things yep. and create a different understanding of what's right. And to there. consider that for myself, like if we <sighs> wouldn't have that basic understanding or that basic piece of information, then I couldn't question it in myself and consider it within myself. Like how do I show up in whether it's sexual capacities or, and <clears throat> we're broaching conflict or processing or something yeah. it's through some of these personality patterns, types, yeah. you know, things, frameworks that really smart, really present people that have de- dedicated their life to this work, you know, have, have created. And I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So yeah. we're, we've just touched on energetic God, th- and there's this. Uh, so i just want to show everyone, I have a sheet of paper here that has these notes on it, because honestly, if we're just going to talk about the, um, the positives and the shadow sides of the blueprints, I have 20 pages typed up of, wow all of these pieces. Okay. I've got to try to keep myself like in my own little box. Cause there's sure we could talk for, on this for hours. Yeah. And this is just talking about the blueprints. This isn't talking about the states and stages right. of sexuality. This isn't talking about how to feed them. This isn't talking about like depths. I mean, there's just there's so much. So you yeah. guys are just getting a taste of this. Oh, or we'll, like I told Casey before, we'll just record for for the rest of the day. <laughs> just just let it all come just out. Seven. Some food, you guys. Can yeah. Come so basically what she's saying is, uh, and, and this is my permission to give to you to only go for a line or two on each one. Well, that's no, that's my permission. I'm going to give it to you if you need it. Um, because with that request of you, this is also an invitation to all the listeners to if this resonates with you on some level, then go get more information. 
Yes. We have the resources. They'll yes. be in the show notes. Yes. To go down a really beautiful, long rabbit hole. Yes. And then maybe, maybe we do like a, a workshop or something for yeah. your community that's yep. based in the blueprints where they can actually ask. Well, I mean, you questions. said it here mm-hmm. live. So now maybe planting a seed. <laughs> well, I'll say a couple of quick things to Please. energetic. Um, maybe this will resonate with some people. Well, firstly, I want to acknowledge you for at this kinky weekend workshop that we did. You did a session about the erotic blueprints and it blew our friends' fucking minds and mine. Most of the, well, no, it was everybody, but I think it was most of the guys. The guys in particular, it seemed to really resonate with, but certainly but the, empathy, the empathy was certainly flowing in the other direction mm-hmm. because what we mostly see is that the men are going to register as sexual, which we'll talk about in a second, but the men are like, oh, aha. And then it makes them look at their person and go, oh, yeah, different. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just wanted to underscore that, how mm. great that was. Um, and getting to see you in your genius for, Thank I don't you. know, it's probably the better part of a couple hours and we could have gone all day. Like, oh, people yeah, were we, into it. Yeah. Like, we had right, to move along. I think yeah. we only get, we only had time for like two hours Yeah, and you guys didn't even get to experience like what Kimmy and I do in our longer one is we actually do exercises per blueprint. So everybody gets an opportunity to actually embody it. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Cool. So what I wanted to say around the energetics, you brought this up earlier and before, so we first did the blueprints few years ago. And we've talked about this and how it's just mind blowing my top two, her bottom two, vice versa. (laughs) Energetic. It's like, what does that even mean? And as I've become more acquainted with that, it's become a little less elusive. And then seeing your experience is like, holy shit. Okay. I can grasp that now seeing it firsthand. And a piece of it that I felt resistance to in the past is it's kind of akin to some of the the woo-woo spiritual stuff. I feel like it's like, what does that mean? I'm so logical, masculine sometimes. It's like, how does that happen? I can't understand or connect with that. And so my default is to resist it, to be like, that's not real, judge it, totally. those kinds of things. But being in the presence of that reality was like, I can't deny this. I think it was, also it you being so real to us and so grounded and on earth is really refreshing because I also, as someone who registers pretty high on the energetic, I know that there, I have capabilities energetically that I have not fully expressed or experienced yet. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that is some, some judgment that I have around sure. people who act like that sure. all the time. And <laughs> uh-huh. I get really weirded out by it. I'm like, I'm of earth. I'm buckling down and bearing down. Mm-hmm. I'm, I have both feet on the ground, heads in the clouds at times, but and yes, I, I can get into a space, but I'm sure that there's so much more. But, and I know that there's, there's definitely some judgments where I'm like, I just don't want to float off into nothingness. Like I'm, I, I pride myself. <laughs> I, this is real. I have that fear too. So. Yeah. I pride myself on being very fire, very earth, very grounded in a lot of ways. And yeah. so knowing that that's there, like it, we start talking about energetics and I just imagine my spine being played with or like hovered around or engaged with. And I immediately start yes. feeling my brain starts lighting up. My vagina starts pulsing. And I'm like, Come on now. yeah, there's definitely more there there. Yeah. And, and great is that I have a partner that we have taken the test and we continue to use this language. We continue to use this, this language over and over again to learn about each yeah. other. And we take the angle and the perspective together that we have we just got married. We have the rest of our lives. We've planned forever. And so we're not in a rush per se, but we have the rest of our lives. As long as we continue the forward momentum and we don't stay in one particular place for too long or one stop for too long, 
that we'll figure it out. And so I'm excited for, you know, what's to come. Yeah. Do you guys want to play for just a second? Ah. Oh my gosh, we're never going to get to the rest of the, but I'm into it. Anyways. Let's do it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So I just want you to sit there. I want you to uncross everything and just be open. Jordan. Okay. Are you crossing your feet? What's cross? Okay. And your hands. Yep. There we go. Now I want you to breathe. Like this is all tense. All right. I want you to put, Jordan, put your microphone down. Okay. You okay, Lex? Yep. What's going on in your body? I am not in control. <laughs> no one's no. going to do anything to you. I promise. Well, okay. I just, I want, what I, what we're getting at is I want you to, I want you guys to feel the energy. Yep. Okay. 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 So can you, is, is it, it safe to look him in the eye? Yep. Or? <laughs> Okay, hands on cross, Jordan, mm-hmm. be open, open heart. Okay, I want you to both breathe. I want you to come into your heart. I want you to close your eyes, Lex. Totally okay. There's a lot of energy that's coming at you. Well, I'm trying to lead a podcast, Casey. You are leading a podcast. And now I'm not anymore. <laughs> okay, so there's a part, so... So I just want to give that part of you permission to be here. Mm-hmm. It's totally okay. It's totally acceptable. It's keeping you safe. Mm-hmm. I want you to breathe. Jordan, I want you to open your heart up even more. And I want you to imagine almost Care Bear staring love. Like, I want you to really feel into how much you love her. And Lex, I want you to actually allow that in. So that, Jordan, is the most important thing for you to look for with Lex. From the energetic standpoint, what she just did is assimilate. And what assimilation means is that there was a part of her, right, that could you feel how anxious and all this, that stuff, it's like a buzzy. Could you feel that? Yes. Right. So then, and, and you can come back. We can, we're going to close off. Come back slowly. But... <laughs> You did great. You did amazing. That's so, so good. What's so today? what she just did, what she did. So for you guys um, watching and for those who are listening, what Lex did is she took a big breath in. She went, and what that does is that actually allows the body to assimilate to the energy that's coming in so that you can actually make more room for even more energetic to come in. Mm. And you being fully present with her at first was like, Oh, okay. But this is where you can start playing in the energetic with her of like, I'm right here. And then letting her take that breath. Then you can ask her, okay. Or you could say, I'm going to take a step closer or I'm going to open even more, or I'm actually going to go down into my cock energy, Mm. the grounded energy. What does that feel like? So you guys can start to play in the energetics and Guys, the reason I, I wanted to do that is so you, for those who are struggling with like, what is this energetic thing? This is an example of what you can do with your partner if they kind of fit some of these check marks or if you yourself are an energetic, you can play with presence and you can play with, um, you know, how close and how far away you guys are. Mm-hmm. And then that's a, way, that's a way to start getting used to understanding energetics, which isn't really something you can understand. It's like a knowingness. It's a feeling, it's a trust. 
Yeah. And we all have it in us. So here's the cool thing. Like everybody has every single one of these blueprints. In I love them. that you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everybody has the energetic. It's just, again, our culture doesn't teach it because like, how do you teach it? There are mm-hmm. people out there that do teach it. And yeah, it can seem woo. It could seem like, yeah. what the fuck are they talking about? Right. <laughs> so it's just a matter of like trusting that like your body actually knows. Yeah. We all have it in us in some capacity. It's just, just play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's still so much more, so much more, so much okay. more to, to play with. Yes. And, and underscore again, that if you and your partner, whichever, if you're both listening, cool. If one half of you is listening and you're going to send this podcast to the other half mm-hmm. <laughs> or the other people in your romantic, whatever configuration you've got going on. Um, really just look at this as if you're figuring out the other person, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, Jordan got a piece of, Jordan got a piece of advice not that long ago. I don't know if that was at a, if it was at the bachelor party or what, but was it Jerem maybe that said, look at, look at your wife as a mystery. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and look at your, whoever your partner is, however they identify, whatever you call them as a mystery. That's a good thing. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. The cool thing about it, especially if you have an energetic and again, you have the energetics inside of you is that they're really good at hitting the transcendental states, mm-hmm. the oneness states, the God states, mm-hmm. the psychedelic realms, like whatever you want to call it. But like energetics have so much to teach us of what is possible in sex that mm. we just, you can't put into words, but man, it is epic when it can be turned on and they feel safe. Like, oh, mm-hmm. just amazing. Okay. All right. So, there's four more. <laughs> okay. So the energetic is the one I spend a lot of time in because it's the one that's the most confusing. Um, sure. I just do want to add another little piece with that for those of you who might be confused, might be stuck on how do I do this? There's something called network spinal analysis, chiropractic work. Um, mm. It was created by Donnie Epstein and um, I hope he said his name right, but um that is a good place to start because it's basically energetic chiropractic work and, Ooh. and it'll help you start to open up your, your own energetic channels. Um, nice. so that's it for those that are like, okay, I'm, I'm curious. Like, let's see if you want to have epic sex, like really epic sex, I dare you to start exploring the energetics. Ah, Whoa, she dared y'all. That was yep. a little bit of the Dom coming in. <laughs> Just- just a little bit, because then if it was the you full dom, then it would be like, do it now. <laughs> and I don't have permission for that. So ah, okay. <laughs> kinky is my number one. So we're, we're, we're on the way. We are on the way. Okay. So sensuals and, and I'm not going to go as deep in all the other ones because we're a half an hour in and we've just gotten through one. Um, so the sensual- Save kinky for last. Or usually do shapeshifter last. I do shapeshifter last, but we can. Kinky, kinky. First. We'll just like loop back around to kinky. I mean, we're that's just going to jump all over the place. Questions. Okay. okay, great. So sensuals live their life through their senses. So these are the people that you go out to dinner with that like know exactly what wines pair with what's going on. They walk into the room and they're like, I wish the lights were lower. I wish the tablecloth looked like this. So mm-hmm. they're kind of like, oh, they mm-hmm. just like relax. In. You know, they're mm-hmm. the ones that want low lights. They want mm-hmm. the perfect sound. Now, the sensuals are the ones that actually the sensual shadow is what you're talking about before. And it sounds like you, you must get a lot of sensual shadows around you. And they are the ones that um, really have a hard time shutting their mind off mm-hmm. for sensuals. Orgasm can be really elusive where it's, yeah. it's there, it's there, it's there. And then it's gone. Mm-hmm. How do I get that back? So that is a characteristic of sensual is that place. 
And oftentimes for sensuals, what they need is they need you to just ask like, okay, well, what do you need? Like, what do you need? What do you, what would make this even better for you? And then a partner that doesn't make, you know, doesn't give them the energy of you're too much yeah. for wanting, like enthusiastically on some level delivers the thing, knowing that pleasure, more pleasure is yes. on the other side of it. Yes. And this is where it comes into, and it's also your responsibility to get it yes. met too, right? Yes. So it's having a partner, yes, that is invested in doing that. And sometimes essentials want all the things. So it's like, and, and I'm a high essential, essential is my number one. So I get to look at what do I need and what do I need to put in place? So for instance, uh, most sensuals hate like mess of some kind. And mm-hmm. so if we think about sex, sex is fucking messy. <laughs> it's messy, it right? Mm-hmm. There's liquids, there's goose. There's, you're moving the, <laughs> there's sweat. There's just, you're there's, moving things around. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, I'm like, I do not want to be sleeping in that right? <laughs> when I go to bed. I don't want to be cold. I don't want to be wet. I certainly don't want to sleep in a spot that's cold and wet. (laughs) (laughs) No, thanks. Right? So my advice is if you have essential in your life, get either a liberator throw Mm -hmm. or get something like actually what's really great. Here's my Yoni Pleasure Palace squirt blanket (laughs) plug since they sponsor the show. Oh, (laughs) great. And then, yeah. So one of those, them? a waterproof, a waterproof well, blanket that's there's lush and waterproof blankets mm-hmm. for animals on like Amazon. Oh, cool. And that feels a little kinky to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like lay a puppy pad down first or get, oh, or get plastic sheets. I actually got one that's um, a fur, a waterproof throw fur blanket that's built for animals. That I, use. I think they give me sponsored ads all the time. They send me sponsored ads all the time. Those furry ones like protect your couch. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> they're great. They're not my, as essential, it's not my ideal fur. Like it's yeah. all faux, but it's not my ideal faux fur, but like yeah. it works for now. And it does really well when you watch it. I'm like, oh, this is great. Um, so the other thing about sensuals is that um, they can often be told that they're critical. If you have a sensual in your life, you've probably go, go places with them and they're they're always telling you what could be better and how to make it better. So the invitation is to look at it as they're actually showing you how much more pleasure is possible if these things were fixed or changed or according know, to them. According to them. And let's be real. Like most of the things that they're saying actually are true. Yes. Totally. <laughs> Just the to the degree that those around them actually experience what they're saying. Most of them don't. <laughs> and it's subtle and maybe they don't know it until yeah. it's different or if it was pointed right. out and like, Oh yeah, actually, oh, yeah that's better. That's yeah. better. Yeah. 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 So if you want to feed your sensual, ask them what they would do to make this place better. And that could be home. That could be where they're going. It could be anything. And they're really good at it. And so the other thing to think about with sexual or with um, sensuals is that um, luxury is typically a really high value of theirs. And I know it is for me. And the reason I learned recently, the reason luxury is so important to me is I don't have to think about anything. I actually don't have to think about what would be better because they've already thought about it. That makes sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Like the thing that drives me the craziest at restaurants is when I have to ask for my water to be filled because it actually takes me away from the present moment that I'm with people and I'm having to look around, but I'm also thirsty. So t- again, this is, ex- this is what happens in the bedroom. Speaking of that, I'm thirsty. <laughs> I'm just making sure her water's Thank still you. full. Uh, no, <laughs> but, but 
this is something that like, oh, if you like luxury, it's usually because they've already thought of everything. And so you're not actually having to, having to be on your own hypervigilance about like figuring out what needs to happen. It's already done. And so their bodies actually get to relax. They're in more pleasure. And then there's more possibility from that space. A huge part of my life with Jordan is our dogs. Some of y'all may know we have a blue nose pit bull named Biggie James Smalls and a French bulldog named Little. They are quite the duo. Biggie, as Jordan likes to say, is his firstborn baby boy. And a couple of years ago, out of nowhere, I just had to have a pup of my own. The stars aligned and my baby girl Little was brought into my world. And for the record, we did not name them Big and Little on purpose. Biggie is 11 and Jordan is a huge Big Papa fan. Little is two and I tried to name her many other things, but Little she liked and Little she listened to, so Little she became. They are the source of so much joy for us. We connect with each other by taking walks around our neighborhood with the dogs. They are our favorite snuggle bugs when we are curled up on the couch with a movie. We love visiting Zilker Park in the heart of Austin and letting them run around with all the other dogs. Little often joins me in my office while I'm on calls. I often refer to her as the Sex and Love Co. mascot, unofficial mascot. And Jordan loves taking Biggie to swim a few times per week. We are absolutely convinced that he was a sea mammal in a past life. (laughs) As Biggie has gotten older, we've noticed that after big trips to the park or long swim sessions, he's a bit slower to move around later that day and the next day. His joints get a little stiff and sometimes are even painful. Our vet recommended we try adding pup-friendly CBD oil into his diet. I had no idea that dogs have an endocannabinoid system just like humans do. So we've recently upgraded the treat jar over here to the... CBD dog treats from Cured Nutrition. We also started adding a few drops of Cured Nutrition CBD oil to Big's food every so often to help with the discomfort in his hips and his shoulder joints due to arthritis. Uh, Little isn't left out of this either, though. She's a small dog with anxious tendencies, kind of like mother, like daughter here. So she gets a few drops when I know we'll be traveling or having an event at our house. Both of them get a little CBD when the holidays are upon us and fireworks might be going off around our neighborhood or when the weather says a thunderstorm is coming. So it's it's really quite sad to see Big saunter around the house. He's this big jacked pit bull, but his tail goes right between his legs and he can't get close enough to Jordan or I. We treat our pups like our children. We love them dearly and it's important to us to make sure that they have a great quality of life. To give Cured Nutrition a try, whether it's their pet products or their human ones, head to the link in my show notes. Not all CBD is made equal, y'all, and Cured Nutrition is literally as good as it gets when it comes to ingredients and, of course, high-quality, full, and broad-spectrum CBD. We are incredibly considerate when it comes to choosing what goes in our bodies as well as our pups. It's our plan for every member of our family to live along healthy, happy, and pleasurable life. Check the show notes for more info and make sure to use the code thatsexchick, all one word, for 10% off your order of items not already a part of discounted bundles. Sexual is typically what we have all grown up thinking sex is supposed to be. Um, The most basic is it's like it's penis in vagina with 
orgasm. Yeah. Right? Peeing so many of us. <laughs> ejaculation, orgasm. And sex is done whenever the cock ejaculates. Yeah. And somewhere. Yes. And so <laughs> after the money shot, it's done. <laughs> Credits roll. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And so, and obviously that changes more when it's like that all genders, all identities can be sexual. So I just want to say that like, that is traditionally what we see on, that's what most of us have grown up seeing on, on TV and in movies is, is that specific sexuality. And then yes, there's offshoots of that. Um, and so a lot of, so what I see is that most men actually think they're sexuals, but they're not. And that I think is also where there's a lot of erectile things that come into play. There's mm-hmm. a lot of dissatisfaction in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, they think that they're supposed to perform a certain way and that's actually not their truth. And then on the other hand, we have, you know, females who most of us, if they're a sexual have been slut shamed. Yeah. So their sexual has been shut down and put away uh, and like hidden and they've had to become something else. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're dealing with kind of both of those. Now, one thing to understand, and I think this is what most of the men at the event really, it really hit home is what we've seen in the sexuals is that sex to them is essential. It's literally like breathing air and drinking water. Like sex is, is, is life force for them, but not necessarily in the way that any of us can understand Mm -hmm. because it's literally just, they need it. They actually need it. And, and I think, and this is a total hypothesis, there is no research on this whatsoever. So I want to be really clear on what I'm about to say is my guess is that a lot of the quote unquote sex addiction that's out there are, are non-satisfied, sexually satisfied sexuals. Mm-hmm. That feels so true. Yeah. Like I hear you that it's, they'll have research to back it up, but there's something to that that feels intuitively, logically true. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's so funny is that it's, it's more that I experience people. And and this could be because in Instagram audience, podcast audience, I think is somewhere between 75 and 80% women. Uh, but of course I know that they share this information with their partners and we do. And, and there's lots of people that are not women that reach out to me and say that they listen to the show and they're, you know, on our social medias and everything. But the majority of what I hear from people in partnerships is he wants it more than I do. What do I do? I'm not into it. And that's, we were just talking about maybe energetic, maybe sensual, rarely, but occasionally I hear she wants it and he won't. Mm -hmm. And that exists too. Absolutely. And it's like, what, you know, and then the internal, what's wrong with me or, you know, I I just want this thing for my partner. And so it's just so incredible that the sacred mirror conversation Mm -hmm. where you wind up partnered with someone who's going to, who is a great mirror to show you all kinds of things that you get to consider about yourself and grow within yourself. Yeah. So it's really funny that I get with this sexual sensual as the kinky energetic. And I, you know, I introduce him to the word kink. Yeah. When we got together. So it's, it's kind of interesting that, you know, a sexual sometimes will wind up partnered with, you know, a female sexual mm-hmm. who's, who's confused about it possibly as well. And then winds up partnered with, Someone that is like, why do you want this all the time? We see a lot of, and I say we, cause like there's lots of coaches and Jaya and stuff like that. So the, we is the blueprint coach community. So there's a, we talk a lot about this stuff. So I'm bringing in all the voices. We see a lot of energetic sexuals. We see a lot of them come together. And what I think it is, is because they can, they, the energetic can feel the passion and that starts to fuel them. And so they come together and, and naturally what, 
humans do is we enmesh. When we come together, we just, we enmesh. That's honeymoon stage. That's oneness stage. That's connection. Um, they talk about this in the five love languages. You just naturally come together and kind of do this like oneness thing and things are really great and they're amazing. And then what winds up happening is all of a sudden you're like, wait, I'm a sovereign autonomous human being. That's my own wants, needs, desires. And so the enmeshment goes into like, oh, we're two separate human beings that want two separate things. Um, but also have crossovers of the things that we want. And so the energetic sexuals come together and it's like fucking great. And I imagine for the two of you guys, that it was is true. amazing in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Now you can get back there. It's just now understanding that there's two new, they're not two, but like you two have your own separate needs that once those are fulfilled, you come back together, you can have that same thing and more mm-hmm. yeah. and more as possible. So all that's happened for you guys that are out there, just understand if it's not working, quote unquote, working right now, and it worked before, it just means that you guys are actually coming back into your yourself as a human. And so has your partner. And now it's a matter of like, just having new conversations, new discussions, new understanding. And you can always go back to what it was. But the invitation is, what if there's even more beyond what you're what even was, aware yeah. of? And that actually going back to what you had before is what's causing the detriment in the relationship, Mm -hmm. but that you can reach that. But like, what if you just, what if you decided maybe there's more than what we already had? Yeah. Yeah. Because now you've got two people that pretty much don't have the, usually don't have the same blueprint that if you could learn their blueprints while also learning your own blueprint, you have an exponential ability to hit pleasure that you don't even know is possible. You've never experienced yet, mm. but you can. And like a, I receive. I'd like I'm a open. serving Woo! of that. Give it to me. Yum, yum, we give got me some, some sex church going on here. <laughs> I'm into it. Hallelujah. Doing some sermons. <laughs> Great. I'm into it. So, you know, like with, if you have a partner that's, that's sexual, one of, one of the things that they need more than anything is certainty. Like, are we having sex or aren't we? <laughs> and the energetics, like, well, that all depends. Yeah. <laughs> and the right. sensual, well, is it happening here? Or are you going to go make that? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So this is where some navigation is. Um, but it, cal- it often calms, it calms them down to know yeah. because what will happen, oftentimes what will happen is like, you'll get into it and then they're like ready to go. And then it's like, no. And then they're just like, ah, oh, but I actually need this to survive. Yeah. So there's right. this whole other level. It's for so them. funny. Cause you have an energetic, this like, like possibly right. like, well, hang on. I can't make any, anything certain because I feel this way now. And what if I feel a, a different way in like five minutes and you know, right. like and this, it's just right. confusing. This is where as an energetic, you get to go, what do I need to take care of myself yeah. so that I can be there for my partner? Because yeah. I'm not asking for any of you guys to coerce yourselves into this, to convince yourself into this. And, and if you are in a committed relationship, whatever you decide that actually means, but if you're with the person, there is a commitment there. You are committed to being with them in front of you. Mm-hmm. And if that is the commitment, then how do you make it work for both parties? Yeah. And there's a place where compromise without compromising your own values. Self-abandon, yeah. Yeah. If you can go, you know what? My partner really needs this. Like I can give this to them. Knowing that if if we're filled, like they're going to be able to give to me too. Yeah. You know, so there's this, and this is like, we're responsibility. there's so much more to say on this this topic. For sure, for sure. Um, I have whole podcast episodes. I think I have a whole solo episode that's all about take responsibility for your pleasure. 
So. It's like take responsibility. I mean, instead of just passing that over to the other person to give you the things that you need. So, and we can't say it enough. And the, and the topic that you just said is challenging. We've had it a few times on the show, but it is challenging for some people. It's like, oh, you want me to do a thing that I don't really want to do? Well, ask yourself some questions. What do you need in order to do the thing? Yeah. And usually that's the thing. It's just that there's something in the way of doing that. And right. If you haven't had the conversation, can you, can you talk to your partner and say, I'm, I'm open and I'm, I'm actually available because I love you. Cause that's your our, My core is I'm here. I love you. I want us to be incredible. I'm, I'm willing to say like, I am available to you. And my request is that after we do this, there is a conversation that I'm going to need to have so I can deepen even more to you. And again, this is where the blueprints are really important because you start to understand yourself in a way you've never understood yourself before. So you can actually start communicating to your partner the things that are getting in the way because the ultimate goal, my guess is the ultimate goal of you being in a relationship is you want depth, connection, intimacy, love, and possibilities that you've never had before. Amen. Mm-hmm. Let and the so church like, sermon continue. A woman. A woman, totally. I can own my masculine. I can own the, I can own the, ask the masculine energy of like, yes. Yeah. I've got an energetic cock. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I played with my energetic cock before too. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah. It was fun. How big is it? I think it's She's like got pretty, a whopper. No, it's pretty <laughs> average. It's pretty average. Average, yeah. Yeah. It feels like, you know, Solid. somewhere between five and a half and seven inches. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on the day. <laughs> I love you that. know, one great thing about an energetic cock is it can be, it can change whatever you want, yeah, you know, to no, grow or in a shower. It could be this big. Yeah. Yeah. It could be whatever. I want to quickly double down before moving to the next blueprint on the sexual, being a sexual and a very sensual is a very close second for me. In that sesh, when you said for sexuals, it's like breathing and drinking water and eating the certainty, those things, like when I heard those and felt those like, oh, you get it. (laughs) So you get it. And I felt several other people Mm -hmm. in the room, one person in particular, a good friend of ours. And it was just like a total aha moment. Mm -hmm. And his partner, the person I'm thinking of referring to, Mm -hmm. saw it for him and it was she had so much more empathy for him and it opened up so much more opportunity and conversation within them. So I say that for people listening for that have sexual in their realm, whether it's them or their partner, um, that again, personally to me is just so important to understand just how big that is, how important that is. Yeah. And one of the cool thing is if you have a partner who, who fits the sexual, invite them to show you like, what the world looks like through their eyes, because what they find attractive, what turns them on, maybe things that you're not even aware of. Everything. Well, yeah, but that, like, it's how cool everything. is that? I mean, I think that's super cool. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. tell me what about this turns you on? And they're like, oh, there's like, you know, I like, saw that bottle and then I thought about your leg and then I thought about your vagina and all of a sudden I'm hard. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Here, 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 here. Hard. I had my hand on Alexa's ass this morning for like 20 seconds and went from six to midnight. Woo! It it's easy. Yeah. And, and as long as he knows that sometimes I, that is a gift that I give because it isn't something that turns me on. I'll look at him and I'll play and I'll say, just so we're clear, this touches for you. Mm, it, you know, it's not, it's not you being all kinky there, but it's not, Aww. it's not for me per se. And it's and and I, as the partner to a sexual get to lean into and get to deliver that thing that he really enjoys 
And I tell myself, and it's a conversation that we have, as long as that's not all that I'm given. Yeah. And the awareness for me too, is to not like put the thrust that on. Right. 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 Uh, Like it's your responsibility or I have an expectation or even demanding something. It's that give and take. And yeah. Well, and here's what could be really fun when you're stepping into, you know, doing more kink with her is you can use anticipation and longing with that. Like my cock is so hard and I cannot wait to be inside of you. You can't have it. (laughs) (laughs) But because the sexual in him is like, you can have it anytime you look at me. Have it right now. (laughs) Fair, right? Fair. But here's the the thing for the sexual. um, You want the energetic to come to you. Yeah. If the energetic comes to you, you'll have all the sex I win. You can imagine the biggest way. I want you to win. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Both we both will win. win. <laughs> yeah, you both win. We will so, both win. So if you can start playing more in the tease anticipation, then you're going to have more certainty, which mm. means you're going to get sex more. So you're actually feeding her, which then she's going to want to do for you. Yes, please. Like, again, this is why this stuff is so fucking cool. I love it. I think everybody Sorry. can hear her banging Sorry. on the table. She's into it. <laughs> I'm into it. I I mean, we had a whole little list of things that we were going to go into it. I, I feel like I need to sign up with Casey. <laughs> I know the blueprints and we use the blueprints and we leverage them. We talk about them in our, in our, um, you know, programs and, and different things, not to the degree that a coach would, but like, Hey, by the way, use this tool and yeah. gain this language. And, um, but I'm reminded in these moments, like I can educate on it to the degree that I understand it. Right. I haven't Mm -hmm. gone deep into it. Um, but to be held in it, Mm, even when I know these things already and to continuously show up to various workshops and having you or having Ian on the show or other erotic blueprint, people who are savvy to the blueprint or coaches in the blueprint world. It's just the reminders are so great and reassuring like to my nervous system. I'm like, Oh yeah, remember this. (laughs) He's getting a reminder. Okay, great. The world Mm -hmm. is good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, here's the cool thing. I use the blueprints, um, in sales. Yeah. So the blueprints aren't just for sex. Um, you, they're, they're around you all the time. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's Jedi. When you understand this stuff, it is so Jedi because it, when I'm, when I choose to be aware of what people are around me and their blueprints, I can pick them out in the snap of a finger. Mm-hmm. So I n- then know how I can move myself with the intention of creating deeper rapport and connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if I know that an energetic is in front of me, I'm going to lean back. I'm going to open myself up. I'm going to take more breath. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go deeper in my body. I'm going to talk a little slower. I'm going to let them like, have the space. Babe, are you turned on? Are you? Are you well, you know, my you. logical. She's Jedi'd you. Sort of. But I, what I was doing in my head was, you can't control me. <laughs> she, it's, so I'm like, Rich. it was bratty, right? Uh, right? Which is just, I'm. Well, I'm but, but hilarious and, and I want to give you permission that like, that's actually your body knowing exactly what it needs to do. It doesn't feel safe with me because we don't have that relationship mm-hmm. yet. And that's okay. We, ha- we just don't have it. Yeah. Right. And I'm not, it's like, I'm not trying to overpower you. And if that comes up, then that's a place for you also to look at. Yeah. Like where do, where, when somebody is trying to connect with me on my level, do I think that they're actually trying to control me? Yeah. So this is where, yeah. again, this is where the stuff is so fucking good and yes. so cool because you're like, cool. 
One, I don't feel safe with her. Great. I don't need you to feel safe with me right now because we're not going into anything. Right. But that just means new conversation. And what do you need to feel safe? Right. So then I would go, cool, Lex, what would right. have you feel safe so that I actually can create a deeper connection? Yeah. All the podcast rapport. stuff goes out of the room. Yeah. I'm not reminded of what my work is. Mm-hmm. Like when, when work is very present and that's what I'm doing and I'm not, I'm in that mode, it's very difficult for me to rest and surrender. I'm delivering, I'm on. Mm. So, so even just the exercise earlier, where I'm like, what the fucking podcast mics are out, Casey, I can't, you know, like, and I've got you. Yeah. Yeah. But I, and, and why I was very entertained. Cause I did smile at you. I'm like, I'm very entertained. Cause my internal dialogue, I'm just like, you're fucking cute. Alexa, look at you. <laughs> look at you. Nah, 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 nah. You're 12. Like, <laughs> so yeah, we're talking about sex and we're talking about intimacy and we're talking about these blueprints, but we're talking about life, Yeah, you know, and how you navigate and interact with the world and how you experience life. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, it, so. it really is. So yeah. I mean, we go back to sales, like when I'm talking to an energetic, I know that they're going to go, I'm, I'm going to need to meditate on this. I'm going to need a moment oh, to yeah. think about this. So there's a big difference, right? Yeah. For those of us who are in the sales world, there's a big difference from somebody using, I need to think about this as um, an like objection to buy, get away, yeah. right? Yeah. And like, they're not actually going to buy. Versus if you understand what a true energetic is, you're like me giving them permission and I'm not going to fight. I'm like, great, please go think about it. Please go take your time. Yeah. and we're going to put a time in the calendar where you're going to come back and we're going to have an answer. So I'm not going to leave this open because that's actually going to drive you crazy as an energetic. Because right. Now you have an open loop. Right. I'm going to close the loop with you. And nine times out of 10, when I do that with an energetic, they're like, I'm in. And the reason for that is they feel seen, heard, loved, understood. Yeah. And not, they're not pressured. Absolutely. It's something that I teach whenever I teach sales. Yep. Because I'm one of those. Yeah. I'm one of those. And as soon as I feel any kind of pressure in a sales scenario, I go, this isn't for me. Because I'm one of those that will come back and purchase. And I'm the example of the thing that they try to teach you. They proverbial, they (laughs) try to teach you in very like masculine, certain kind of oriented sales dynamics. And it's just not for me. Yeah. So everybody's got a different flavor. I love it. Yeah. I think there's something here. Blueprint for sales. Yeah. Yeah. uh I know. Any who's Okay. So then we have kinky. Um, the way that we define kinky is that, um, it's whatever you consider taboo that you're turned on by, which I love because that means everybody has kinky in there somewhere. There's somewhere in there where you feel either the porn you're watching, the fantasies that you have, you get that little, like, I don't know if I can tell my partner. I yeah, feel that I way. shouldn't be turned on by this. I shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't. Those is a could, a could, yeah, a could covered in shame is a should shame's. I mean, That's what Annie Lala tells us. Yeah. Well, shame is the biggest shadow when it comes to kink. Yeah. So the kinksters out there, I'm one of them. Like shame is the biggest, the biggest. And the reason for that is our society has made kink so, so bad, right? Quote unquote, so bad, so wrong. Well, made sex so bad. So if you want to be a deviant about it, you're extra bad. I want more deviation or Or whatever. In society, (laughs) sex is like inherently kinky, like for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So congratulations to y'all are kinky. <laughs> yep. So now that we're on the same page, mm-hmm. um, there's two types of kink- kinky. There's um, psychological base, which Lex talked about a little bit, or she mentioned, which is you, you're basically, your mind gets turned on. So this is where role play comes in. This is where fantasy comes in. This is oftentimes where um, dominance and submission come into play. So it's, it's anything that like gets you in the eroticism of your mind 
right. and then also is able to bring your body into it present moment time. too absolutely um and then there's sensation based and this is things that like happen to your body mm-hmm. so this is spanking this is clogging caning i mean pinwheels anything feathers anything I mean, my favorite game to tell partners to do, and one is kinky, is to basically take 30 days and every day you have to pervert something in your house. Yes. We do that game with our couple's goals. We we do like a kinky scavenger hunt. Perfect. Or a sexy scavenger hunt where everybody has to leave and go get a pervertible pervertible and bring it back and then tell their partner what they envision doing with them. I love that. With it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. The other one is like each person gets $20 and you go to the dollar, dollar store. store. Yeah. Oh, you got that too. Yeah. Cool. I love well, that. We're on the same page. We'll, we'll finish the dollar store just because I know it doesn't mean everybody who's oh. listening doesn't know it because it's fun. <laughs> so basically each partner gets $20 and your job is to go to the dollar store and pick out things that you then want to use in the sexual explorations. And then you bring it home and you kind of like throw it on the floor like you would with like trick or treating yeah. So yeah. it's the adult version right. of trick-or-treating. <laughs> and so then you basically get to play with your partner and you're like, oh, yeah. I found this. And like, let's see what this does on the body. Or like, I found this and let's do this. Oh gosh, I love that. So it becomes a really fun game because guys, guess what? Sex is supposed to be fun and playful. Yeah. Shocker. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Think of it as recess, like play. True. Have fun. It is the most, in air quotes, adult thing that we do as adults. Yeah. But it is the place that we get to go and feel that childlike innocence. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm fascinated. Yeah. Very fascinated by that. Yes, okay. Kinky. Um, yeah. Kinkies are, they're, they're just endlessly creative when you let them be. Like my, my challenge is those people that are like, oh, I know everything there is to know about sex. I would say um, walk away <laughs> or challenge them because the world of kink is endless. There is no bottom. Like if you think you figured it all out, like try again, Um, because there's so many more possibilities, so many things out there. There are so many like little pockets of things where you're like, what is that? Like I've never heard that. Someone's into that. Yes. Yes. The answer is yes. Yes. And, and here's the thing, like just, I want to give partners who may have somebody who has like um, either a fetish, which a fetish is something that you, you actually need for, for turn on and release. Um, it's a part of the experience and it's kind of been wired in that it has to be a part of the experience. So if you have a partner who has a fetish or has a kink that you, you may not be available for, I invite you to either go see a dominatrix with them so that you can actually experience like the pleasure that it gives them that might actually change your mind. Because what we see in kink is that because of what's been shown on TV and the movies, like people have this idea of what kink is and and, and that's such an extreme, that's right. so far in the extreme right. and it's beautiful. And I love that people love that. And when people are just trying to step into it, like there's ways to do it gently so that it actually allows people to keep opening up to the possibilities that are there. So either go see a dominatrix together or a sex worker of some kind. Or allow them to go get that need met. Yeah. Or get a different partner. Fair. That too. That's also an option. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That yeah. is another option as well. Um, and then the last one is the shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. And so the shapeshifter um, has all of them. They're, they're erotically intelligent. And I want to say that there is no hierarchical anything with the blueprints. Like none of them are better than the other. Like they are all equally incredible. There's so much to learn. There are absolute right. superpowers to all of them. And there are shadow sides to all of them. And so the thing about the shapeshifter, although they're erotically intelligent, 
their biggest shadows are not only do they have the possibility of have the shadows of every single one of the blueprints, they also have their own unique ones, which are usually too much. You are too much. You want too much. You need too much. And that they're usually really starved. Like they've never, they've never, they've never gotten fed because they, there's so much that they're a yes to that Mm -hmm. one partner or the partner that they're with may not understand what it is that they need and that it can change all the time. And there's so many options and that there's, yeah, there's a place of I'm too big. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, no, like just the bigness of them. So the bigness can scare them. I think in a lot of times it's like, oh, you're into that. Okay. Well, I'm just going to be into that with you instead of like, I'm also into this whole rainbow spectrum of other things that because I'm with this one partner, now that's all that I'm really getting. Yes. And so that can be, and it can be really hard because they're yeah. like, I love you and I'm bored. Yeah. And that's something that they do deal with. Like there's this, mm-hmm. this thing of boredom. And so, you know, the invitation is like, okay, like here are three options. Which one do you want? Usually they're going to say all of them. And you're like, great. I was prepared for that. So this is what's here. <laughs> and they're like, how about we start with this one? And that's, you know, it's like, which one do you want? It's like, well, this one first, uh-huh. this one second, this one third, yeah. you know, it wasn't like a, which only one they're like, yes. in what order? Great. Not all the things. Great. Um, you know, like put things in a jar and like pull them out. And then you're like, okay, we're going to go do this first. We're going to do the second. We're going to do this it. Right. Um, have fun with it. Learn how to use toys in your mouth. Learn how to use your feet. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, there's so many things that then like you can, you can have makeshift hands that can do things right. That you may not be able to do all alone. And this yeah. is also where like maybe do some of your own internal work around like, I don't know how I feel about bringing another person in, but for a shapeshifter, bringing another person in doesn't necessarily mean that they want to be in a relationship with the other person they're just trying to get their needs met. So again, this is where I'm a full proponent of like hire sex workers, hire people who are in the industry because you know that you're going to be fully satisfied. Both partners are going to be fully satisfied because this is their job. Mm -hmm. They know exactly what to do. Mm -hmm. They're going to communicate their boundaries and you're not going to have to worry about any of the emotional labor that can happen if you're just bringing in like a friend or you're bringing in somebody else. Right. I really like the transactional quality uh, and the professionalism. Great. Great. Personally. I I mean, amongst many reasons why I appreciate it, but just on a immediate personal level. It's yeah. like business. It feels safe. Yeah, totally it's clean. Yeah. Totally. Like you're delivering totally. a, an amazing service. Thank yes. you. I respect you as a service provider. Yeah. And I know that you're not going to try and like see us, <laughs> see us tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Well, not even just steal my man because some people in, in those dynamics, they get attached to the couple too. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've just helped people with those challenges many times. So yeah. I really appreciate the, and I, I refer to, to leveraging sex workers all the time. Great. Yes, please, yeah. please, 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 please. More. Uh, so we have a couple of shapeshifters on our team. Yay! And recently we got a question from, I think it was Serena. And if I don't ask this question, or maybe it was James and Angela, I don't know. They've all been on the show and we've spoken about this, okay. but they are in one of one part of the partnership is a shapeshifter. And I'm pretty sure it was Serena that was saying like, she had the question. She wanted me to ask it on the show with Ian, but we didn't get to it. And she was like, did you ask the question? She's like, what about the, what about when you have Casey? I'm like, so I'm remembering now, Serena, this is for you. Shout out. Uh, what can someone do if they are partnered with a shapeshifter and they're asking their shapeshifter what they want? And it's hard for the shapeshifter to say it. Like it's hard for them to figure it out because they're just like, I want, I want it. So 
the first thing that comes to mind is, um, oh, there's my brain just went like all the things. So this Explosion. is what happens to a shapeshifter. So what I just experienced is what happens to shapeshifters is that a bazillion ideas come to their head and they're so overwhelmed and they're frozen because they're like, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. They're like, I want all of it. Yes. I'll, I'll basically do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Um, so one, one great place to start is, um, Kimmy's communication checklist, which we can give you guys access to. I don't know if you guys mm. have like a, a checklist. Of- I think yours is a little bit different than our want, will, won't. I think yours oh, might be faster to go through. If yours is not 300 and something questions, then yours would be faster. Mm-hmm. So both of those are really great. What you yes. guys have is really awesome. Ours is a little bit more kink based, but like that, but what it does, it'll inspire more conversations, mm-hmm. but what'll be helpful for the, I guess, partner that's not a shapeshifter is they'll know the easy wins. Yeah. They'll know like, these are the things that I can do. I also call them fire starters. Mm-hmm. So these are the things that you've consensually given your partner a yes to, to turn you on. And so if you know what your shapeshifters fire starters are, that's a great place to start because then, and then it's, it's, it may be because they've been beaten down by other partners, like verbally, or, you know, been told that they're too much or they, they're, they're too big. They just, there, there's just kind of this internal fear of like, Art, can you handle it? And it's yeah. all usually unconscious. It's not something that they're actually projecting onto you. But if you can just be more empathetic and understand that, like, it may be hard for them to voice it because they've done it before and they've been shut down. And so if you can invite, well, what about this? Well, what about this? Well, what about this? Um, the thing I love about the blueprints is um, they're so, like, guys, we're just scratching the surface here. I promise you. Like what I love about the blueprints is that there's, there's tons of worksheets that you guys can do as partners to really start to understand what are your needs? What are your wants? What are your desires? How do you talk about them? How do you get them met? How do you make sure each person's understanding that? Um, you can invite them to write stuff down. They may have struggled to be verbal, Mm-hmm. Like verbal can be a really hard thing for people to do. And so maybe writing it down might be really powerful. Um, reading erotica and saying like, great, like what is it in this that turns you on? Or, mm-hmm. you know, um, playing in fantasy with shapeshifters is great, right? You can play in the different things or you can say, I imagine that there's other people in the room right. and you have other hands on you. Like, so, so the invitation is to get like creative with them until they can trust in their own body that you can, you are okay with their bigness. Yeah. Where you're like, great, fucking bring it on. Uh, I think she'll be satiated, satisfied with that response. Yeah. Well, she will. She's not the shapeshifter. Uh, So good. So I'm down to ask a few more questions that are outside of of going into each of the blueprints specifically, if y'all are down I'm and have here. a little bit. Let's run it. Yeah, yeah, let's do yeah. it. Okay. So for mostly selfish reasons, um, I want to go back to kinky. Great. Because I really feel like kinky, like you said, there's a kinky in all of us, us very generally speaking here. So that's you who's listening. If you don't identify with kinky, I promise you just haven't met that inside of you yet. Maybe possibly, maybe possibly. Um, so because our friendship and connection started at a kinky weekend where we were introduced to all of the blueprints and we played all over the place, which mm-hmm. is so fun. It's like going to a playground and like, maybe the swing is my favorite, but I still want to go on the slide, yeah. yes. you know, and I want to do the monkey bars only once. 
because it's hard. <laughs> and then I, I'm going to fall halfway through and then be like, well, I'm fine. I don't need to do that one. you and love you. Right. I don't need like, to do that again. one again. Okay. This <laughs> metaphor is running off the rails. So, um, I'm, I'm, I want to have more of a conversation about that. Cause I think a lot of people like hear it and there, there's some hangups in that. And I know that even though you're, you're working a lot of the work that you do bases off the blueprints as yes. language that you can use a lot of the work that you do outside of that, or the bigger picture is helping people with kink exploration. Yes. So you know, everything about your demeanor just changed. Did, didn't it? Yes, yeah. Did. She's open. She's poignant. Tell me why I'm uncomfortable. And no. you're stroking the microphone. <laughs> stroking the microphone. <laughs> so I don't know if I had a question. <laughs> she might've gotten a little flustered. <laughs> How can people who are not necessarily kinky, they don't okay. consider themselves kinky, explore kink, let's say with their blueprint in mind. Or make that question a, easier to answer. <laughs> this is a great question. Where do I want to go with that question? So, um, I mean, where I would start is is doing a kink checklist so that you can have a, a greater idea of what's possible within kink. So I think that a lot of people have this idea that kink is um, aggression. Yeah. That is, I am dominant and I have power over you. There's this idea, I think, of like, submissive as being weak, which is not the case at all. And so, you know, I think oh, there's so much to say here. So one of the things that Kimmy and I do and we teach on is, is a totally different paradigm where it's not about dominance and submission. It's about leader follower. We do one. that too. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's mainly because we have so many people that come to us and the terms dominance and submission turns them off. There's a charge, and so then they, they have almost no openness yep. to even seeing what gift yeah. it could bring them. So we just start yeah. right off the bat with leader follower. And then later, whenever they're true, like kinkiness and all that starts to come out and it's like, now can we say dumb sub? Yeah. Yeah. You know, if right. you want to, now the invitation is if you want to use Dom stuff, then it, they have like a little bit more of the embodiment. They can yeah. trust themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And so for us, we, you know, in our marketing, we use dominance and submission because that's what the mainstream knows of kink. Right. So, but when you get, when you get to work with us, we are like, ah, welcome. <laughs> we are going to change everything that you think you knew about kink. Um, and it's not that you can't have dominance and submission like you're talking about and you can't have humiliation and degradation and sadomasochism like you can absolutely have that. But there are plenty of other teachers out there that are teaching it that Kimmy and I don't need to do that. So for us, it's really about teaching the energetics and the sensuality within kink, which I think for most people is something that is tangible and something that they can actually touch. Yeah. And so it makes it easy. It's accessible you know? for sure. Absolutely. And that's what we want. We want... Like our audience, we want people who are like, there's something here, but I don't quite know what it is. And we're not in a dungeon and it's not latex and leather and there aren't whips everywhere. And again, I just want to be clear that Kimmy and I have zero judgment on that. We just have other people that we recommend to go to because that's not our area of expertise. So anybody who's listening, I fucking love if that is your turn on. A fucking men. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> there are better teachers out there than Kimmy and I on that kind of stuff. So for us, it's really about we want to open people's mind to what's possible. And that's where the leader follower kind of comes in because who doesn't understand dance? 
right? That's one example. Like in dance, it is not about like one person taking over the other. Each person, the leader is the one that's guiding the followers so that they look exquisite on the floor. And so it is how do both parties work together with the same intention in mind? And so the work that we really do is all about intentionality. Like, what are you trying to get? And it's not about power over, it's power together. Because both, we'll use the words right now because a lot of people know them. Well, like if you're in the dominant role or if you're in the submissive role, you both are equally powerful, but it's different power that gets to be experienced. There's a different level of trust. So for Kimmy and I, what we teach in our, our weekend workshops is one, like I said, we show you what the scene can look like. We go big. We show you bigness. We show you absolutely what is possible for her and I knowing each other. And so we didn't get to talk about this, but Kimmy actually taught me how to be a professional dom 15 years ago in New York City. We've known each other a very long time and have played together. We played together. We've taught together. We had a separation for a little while, like just going in our different directions and then have come back together. Thanks to you guys to really dive deep into this work. And, you know, just like we were talking about the blueprints, like who Kimmy is when she is in the like dominant role and who I am when I'm in the more submissive role, I also have different blueprints that come into play because my natural blueprint is a sensual and I'm a super high energetic as well. The only way that Kimmy can play with me is in the energetic sensual. There are elements that come in that are a little bit more sexual or they're a little bit more kinky, but they're little elements to remind me to come back home to my body, but they're not used for like, like I don't resonate with punishment. Punishment doesn't work for me. My body will shut down, right? Mm-hmm. Um, humiliation, I'm out, mm-hmm. I've checked out of my body. I can't do it. So a lot of the, the other reason we teach what we do is because if she taught anything that was in the extreme, I wouldn't be available for it. Yeah. So a lot of what we teach is because it's the only thing available in my body that I'm a fuck yes to. And so that's the other thing to understand is that when you're playing with somebody, your fuck yeses and your fuck noes are so important Mm -hmm. and they have to be honored because if you're playing with somebody and you don't feel safe with them and you don't trust them and there is no foundation, like this idea of subspace or dom space, like it's going to be very challenging to ever get there. If your first chakra is like, doing like SOSs and doing Mayday signs. Oh, like trauma all over it. <laughs> and, and it can so be, yeah. Much more. yeah. So, and so much more. And so, you know, a big piece of what Kimmy and I do is like, there's got to be communication first and foremost, yeah. because we want that first chakra. We want trust to be there. We want communication to be there. We want to make sure that both parties understand, which is where the blueprints start to come in. Because if you understand that you're playing with an energetic, it's going to be very different in the way that you're with them than if you were playing with a sexual, right? Like there's different, just you, once you start to understand these things, you can start to then play with them. And then an, another thing that we start to talk about is then we talk about aftercare and then we talk about debrief. So aftercare is like, once you've played, what, do e- what does each person, the dominant and the submissive, they both need aftercare. Mm-hmm. What do they need? How can you get it? And then, and then once needs are met and people are back home in their own bodies, then you can have another conversation that's um, what we call the debrief, whereas where then you can talk about like, oh, what did you love? Like, what did you love about this? What was amazing about this? What, what would you like more of? And then, you know, kind of going great. Like what maybe didn't work? The other thing that we talk about a lot is um, oopsies and ouchies, ah, like <laughs> which are my favorite things. And the best way to describe them is like, 
like it's a, it's a mistake that happened that may have caused pain or may have had an mm-hmm. impact that you didn't necessarily, that's, that's an right. oopsie, like oopsie, um, you're upset or oopsie, you stepped on my toe or like, oopsie, right. I said something and that was not the reaction that I was going for. So like, oopsie, like actually saying oopsie, because what oopsies and ouchies do is we, we remember when we were little, mm-hmm. we go, mommy, I have an ouchie. My mommy's like, we'll drop everything. Right. And like be so focused and like, so that's what oopsies and ouchies are used yeah. for, especially in the kink space, because we make mistakes all the time. We're human and we don't always know what our body's going to do or how our body's going to feel like when we're in either situation, right? Like if we're on our moon time, like our bodies might do something different, mm-hmm. something that worked before may not work again. So it could be like a, if we're in the subspace, oftentimes you're going to be using like an ouchie. And so that's when, what happens specifically with Kimmy and I, we have oopsies and ouchies all the time. So every time, every time we do a scene together, there's an oopsie and an ouchie. And what that does is it actually creates more trust and safety and security between the two of us because we're acknowledging it and we're not moving on from it. And then when I have an ouchie, she gets to go into nurturing space, which I didn't get enough of when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And so then it's rewiring my body to go, oh, it's actually safe to say that something hurt and I can get taken care of. And then what that does is that actually allows me to go even deeper into subspace no, knowing that I'm taken care of, I'm held, I'm safe. Like all of that is there. Yeah. And then it also gives the same thing kind of to her where she knows like, ah, oh, this, this was, we just know like this is a mistake. The other thing is if you've played in kink before, if something tends to, if it happens and it was an ouchie and we don't talk about this thing we're talking about now, you could make potentially make the assumption that that was a punishment. Mm-hmm. Again, a lot of this is in the unconscious, but we've got to start talking about it more. That like oopsies and ouchies are normal things that happen in our relationships every day, all, all the time. And like, it's just a rupture and how quickly can we, re- we repair? Totally. And in kink, the rupture and repair can happen so fast. And then it, and then it transitions into your life in ways that you just you never knew. A thousand oh, percent. That. that was such a beautiful riff. That was. I, was like, I, was I don't even like remember what the question was. Well, what's so funny <laughs> is the it. next question, we have like a few rapid well, fire yeah, questions. Well, yeah, I gave. Is what is conscious kink? And you just described it. And you that. described <laughs> it. Yeah. Beautifully. Exactly that. Oh, so you scrolled up then. Or no, no, no. Okay. okay. So I handed you the rest of the questions because I was like, I will get, I'll get caught in story and I'll start making more context. Like, and, and so, and I also wanted to give Jordan, because there's a, a, a few questions that are on there. I was like, which ones are you, which one stands out that you really want to ask her? Mm-hmm. Well, I want to say there's a few on there and yeah, I want to we'll, say we'll just a little something about conscious kinks. So I got to witness, so my, my business partner and like basically sister, um, in this kinky world, um, mm-hmm. Kimmy inch does these things called conscious kink journeys. And, you know, I had not had a chance to see one when we kind of came back together as business partners. So I only knew her doing the work that we had done before. And Mm -hmm. the Dom submissive like kink world was not conscious when we were doing it. It was, it it was a very different world. Um, And I got to witness her do a conscious kink scene the other day. And it was one of the most exquisite, most amazing things I have ever experienced in my life. Mm. Like I, like she, I, I don't even know how to, like, I don't know how to put into words, but if you are in partnership and you guys are looking to like have a depth that you didn't even know was possible, please reach out to us because like these journeys are unlike anything 
I have ever witnessed, and I have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in the personal development space, and I have done a lot of work. And just even getting to watch what she was able mm. to do was was unbelievable. Mm. And oh so gosh. I just I have to just tout her and like put her on this pedestal because it it was awe inspiring. And, you know, she's got this background as a somatic therapist and I have my background when I'm my, I have a master's in mental health counseling with a focus on trauma and sex and intimacy issues. And just like getting to watch what she was doing. I was like, fuck, I've every therapist, every practitioner understood what was possible in this space. Our planet would be totally different. <sighs> That's good shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Did you watch Brin's? You didn't get to see Brins, but we will get to see Brins because, well, it's a project that we're, I don't know. It'll be coming out this summer. Up to this point, we're not supposed to talk about it, but um, it's it's just exquisite. So Brin has, it's on the calendar for her to do a podcast with Kimmy to talk about it. So that'll be an episode. If it's not out already, then it's going to be out right after this, maybe depending. I don't know. I don't know what day it is. I told you I didn't know what it is. So that they'll get to go in and double click on that because that was really big what you just said. And just so our listeners know, you can always get more with us. Yes. And there'll be a special project that will be coming out where you'll actually get to witness this. Yeah. Uh, It's wild. We will let you guys know. Super cool that this is our fucking job. I can't wait for you two to experience it. Yeah. I was, I was just thinking about how we were engaged uh, we were talking with Kimmy at one stage about doing a conscious King journey. Well, so I'm going to re-engage we connecting with her before the play yeah. party weekend thing we did. That was the impetus. And then we're like, why don't we like, oh, like do, do this for a bunch of people? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, uh-huh. cool. Well, Cause I was going to gift that to you slash us. Uh-huh. That was why I originally reached out to her. And then it, that's how we are. And then there's 15 other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're making a play party, <laughs> which so is I also have, an episode. <laughs> so I have potentially two last quickish question. I gave him like a handful of them and he can choose the ones that are the most exciting to him because he was mostly listening on this episode. Yep. So question one. Okay. What is a sexual act or fantasy that you have, but haven't yet fulfilled? A little personal. Personal. That's a really, I've, I've been really fortunate. You've experienced some awesome shit. Yes, I have. That's why I put that on there. Uh It's such a good one. Um, so what's what's coming up for me is um, I don't know if I've ever truly been made love to. Mm. And so that's a deep fantasy of mine is like a total like sexual shapeshifter, I guess. Right. Like a whole experience that's purely based in love. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I love Thank it. you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this feels like a nice segue into the, Last question, potentially. Uh, I'm just going to read it word for word. Kink is such a vibrant part of your life. How does that impact or influence your dating life? Mm, fuck. <laughs> 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 That's a we were going to go there today. Well, some, some of the questions I put together or I encourage Serena because she helps me with my show notes and stuff. And then some of them were she just came up with them because she was probably yeah. curious about it. I think this was a hybrid Oh, I'm like, how much time do we have? Um, so right now I'm single. Um, ah, and, you heard and, it here. Yes. Come on now. And it's just not an invitation to just like well, show up in our DM DMs. I will ignore you. Dick there picks. are channels and ways. <laughs> send them to, to her. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> what did you say? The dick pics send them to her. <laughs> no. 
I'm telling you right now, if you send me dick pics, I am putting it out there. By sending yep. it to me, you've given me permission to share that out in the world. And I'll come because, find you and kick your fucking ass. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, for doing that to your friend. I wanted to, I, one day, I've been really fortunate. I'm going to knock on wood or whatever. I've been really fortunate that I haven't received a lot of those. But I also think yeah. that's because I, the work that I've done in the past, like I don't have that energy. Of, like, I was just going to say, I don't receive them. It's very, very rare. And I credit it to the energy. I'm, yeah, avail- I'm not available not for available it. not available for that. And, you know, I think... Um, I've always wanted to like, if I've received them, I've always wanted to kind of turn them into artwork. Yeah. Like a dicture. And like open, open. A dicture, like a dick picture. A dicture. Yeah. And like create a whole like art thing. Maybe we can like NFT them or something like that. Oh, we should. Wouldn't that be something? I have no idea where to get started with that project, but I know some people who are really into NFTs. Dicture in it. This is we'll a talk. thing. Okay. We'll talk. All right. This we'll is talk. a bajillion dollar idea. Yeah. Yep. And I'll be making, we'll be making money off of y'all thinking that we actually want to see it. <laughs> yep. Now the, the only no. one here, guys, like the only one that's probably going to want to see the dick is a sexual. Like if yeah. you're sending it to an energetic, a sensual, probably a kinky shifter. They're just like, this is, this is not my turn on. Like this does nothing for yeah. me. I want I mean, y'all to know so. that as a sexual, I don't want to see that dick. No. <laughs> Are you sure? Well, you know what? I have a theory that, I mean, amongst many that I consider with the whole, look what you derailed us. We're asking her no, a question about her dating life or maybe Sorry, we'll come anyway. back to it. And just, um, is that those, those people may or may not be getting off of the oh, feeling yeah. that they know that that, or that they think that's going to happen on the other side when it's open, that shock and awe, that violation yeah. of sorts that maybe in some way they get off on that. Yeah. And it's just even going to say it is creepy. Well, in and out my, of my, my other f- favorite thing to do is if something like that, and I, I haven't had it as like a dick pic, but I have had like a, a male, like treat me not okay online is that on Facebook, most people list their, their moms, they list their sisters, they list their cousins. And oh. I will send the chats to the women in their life and say, you should probably take care of this Oh, because this is what's happening behind the scenes. That's good. So I will do that. So my invitation is to not send me those unless you want your mom to know that that's how you speak to women. (gasps) Damn. That's good shit. Never heard that yet. All right. Back to dating. (laughs) I like that a lot. So, um, I have found dating to be challenging, um, um, on many levels. One, that the moment, it seems to be that the moment that like my work in the world, when I talk about it, all of a sudden there becomes this like weird intimacy that I think the man thinks that like I'm available for. And so suddenly it goes from just having like a normal like date, like getting to know each other. And then they go into like, oh, well, let me tell you all about my sex stuff. And like, I'm really good in bed. And I'm like, well, this is done. Like, yeah. This isn't going to work. Um, and then I deal, I've dealt with men who thought they were okay with the work that I did in the world. And then when it actually came to it, like they couldn't handle it and their insecurities were, were bigger than, mm-hmm. than what could be managed within the relationship. Yeah. Um, and then I've had men who are like, I'm dominant. I can do this. And then they actually have no idea what's there and ultimately want me to be the one that's dominating them. And I'm just like, listen, if that's what you want, like I'm very fucking expensive to do that. (laughs) So if that's what you want, then you can pay me and you can get it, but you are not getting it in the relationship in the the way that this dynamic has been built. Right. It's very different down the road. If there's deep commitment and we're both on the same page, I'm very happy to go into that realm. But 
but not even like I would only dominate my partner if that was the truth of what their blueprint was. Yeah. Cause I'm not a dominant. I was a shit dominant. <laughs> I was terrible. I was a people pleaser. Like I was much more of a sensual energetic dom, which didn't exist back then. So yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, it was like a tantric dom. Yeah. And who knew what that was? And so I have a better understanding of it now, but like, I'm actually not a very good dom. I am in business and I am in certain elements, but when it comes to sexuality and that kind of stuff, because I work in it, I don't want to be on all the time. It's true. You guys can understand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a part of, of our story too, is coming together and he had his sights on me and I'm in South Louisiana, sex educator and sexual wellness space, like doing all the sex things very publicly. And he's like, you, I want you. And he checked all of these boxes for me and like wanting to, wanting to, yeah, start a, a relationship in a way that I've never been in a relationship before. And he's at the time when we met, which as vanilla as it could get more or less less, in a sense. Yeah. You know, I was at a point in in life and in relationships where I'm like, I want varied experiences, Mm. not varied the same experience with different people, you know? Yeah. And, and so that was, and, and it still is at times uh, a challenge to, to navigate sure. variety and, and, and it's something that we both are active participants in. And I'm sure that, that there, I think it's significantly less now compared to the beginning, but he can hear me now talk like we're on the podcast together. Yeah. He can hear some of my solo shows and things, which I'm sure bring up I don't know what they could bring up for you now, but what I'm talking about, just sex across my life, you know, um, I think that it's significantly less present now, four years in and marriage in compared to at the beginning. Cause then it's like this creature that knows all this information has all these codes that (laughs) I don't know. And how do we create polarity? Yeah. And for me to go, I'm not going to be the teacher. I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to try and dictate or control or whatever. Cause what I really truly desire is to surrender, but you also don't know what right. I'm asking mm-hmm. for. And it's so much of it is very difficult to articulate because yeah. I'm trying, I'm talking in, in idea mm-hmm. and I'm talking in imagination and I'm talking in, um, energy, energy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so you want a spanking? <laughs> I miss my okay. G there. You want a spanking. Okay. Come here and let me spank you. I'm like, no, no, no. I want, yeah. uh, what I want is what is required for us to come together and for me to go over your knee and for a spanking to be really hot. Yeah. So the spanking is not what I'm drawn to. It's you being a person that's going to deliver that, that's going to really yeah. turn me on. And that took years. Oh, yeah. sure. It doesn't happen overnight. Sure. No, it took no. years of conversing about. And so, um, as you answer this question, I, I feel you yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I know I have this conversation with Bryn now too, cause it's as soon as she puts it out there, even putting it on a dating app is like almost like an, a weird invitation for people to just be totally. like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. I yeah. can, I'll show you how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I'm sure, sure you will. <laughs> Get in line. We'll see about that. <laughs> Take a number. Um, so. Yeah. So <laughs> um, this is, again, where the blueprints, right, are so powerful because it gives you language to speak some of these things. And you can be like, look, this is what I'm trying to say. And they're like, oh, got it. Yeah. Um, but 
Yeah. I mean, you know, ideally, and I, and for me, I'm not, it's not necessarily about the gender. Like I, I yeah. may say he, um, but it's really about like the being and who's in front of me. But, you know, for me, I, my places I haven't gone or I haven't actually felt safe in being my full feminine expression. Like I want to be feminine and flowy and tap into the codes and right. Go into the other realms and do channel all over. Right. And I have had little moments of that. And I've had plenty of men and clients call me a muse and an Oracle. And then I used to work as a courtesan. So like, there's all these things that I can tap into, but I haven't actually been in, in a partnership with somebody where I can really let go. And then also allow them. Cause for me, there's just this deep knowing this, that if I can let go, there is so much available for them. I'm like, Oh, my pussy's getting excited about this conversation. <laughs> so like, Great. she's like, yes, right. <laughs> absolutely. Right. And then we'll send you out into the world. You'll yeah, leave our home right. and then hopefully, you know, just be a magnet, <laughs> please. Great. Um, and I've, you know, I've had to learn how to, to do a lot of things in that capacity. And I will also say that I'm a terrible flirt. I get, <laughs> I pretty much 99% of the time don't actually understand when someone's flirting with me. It's just not something that I'm aware of. It's so fascinating. Yeah. I think they also might possibly just in consideration for like how, how much, how knowledgeable you are, how powerful you are, all the things that I'm sure you've been told a lot in, in your life and especially in your career. But I imagine for some people, they're not sure if like if flirting someone who might want to flirt with you might go, but she's probably flirted with all the time. Like, I don't want to make her feel a certain way. And so like maybe even being flirted with to the person who is doing the flirting to you is like kind of not normally what flirting usually is I know because it's they don't want to, they don't want to feel like a burden or they don't want to make it, you know, like she probably well, gets this the all the time this person or that person, that person's not the guy. Right. But right, I think that you understand, yes. right. Yeah. It's like you, you had the courage. Thank you for having to, courage. Right. You had the courage to say, Hey, I want to connect with you, even though you had whatever the feels or whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to say that the feels that you had for yourself because you're, because you're right here in the conversation, but I think that you get what I'm saying, right? Uh You had the courage to be like, I, you know, things that I don't know. And they may or may not be connected directly to how I perceive myself as a masculine man in the world today. Uh, but do you want to have a FaceTime date? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, can, I, I mean, I used to live in New York city and I lived in LA and, and I will, I my the norm is that I will go out and nobody will come and talk to me unless they're extremely <sighs> yeah. inebriated um, or they're a complete another douchebag. Mm. And I'm like, Which well, great if, options. Again, right? <laughs> right. I'm like, if you want to do that, then that's going to cost you a lot of money. Like, <laughs> like, it's not a relationship here, but like, maybe there's a transactional thing. Let's just on. talk about what's available. <laughs> yeah. You and know? like, you pro- actually, you probably can't afford me, but like, we can also have, try to have this conversation. Um, so funny. Okay. So <laughs> we're still figuring out dating. We're still mm-hmm. figuring out dating. So, um, yeah, I mean, I want somebody who understands the work that I do in the world and actually celebrates it and encourages me to do more mm. like somebody who's like this, you've got way more to give. Cause here's the other thing is like, Kimmy and I are just talking about kink right now, but like we haven't even tapped into the other things that I've like I've done. And I know that she's done. So there's so many other things that haven't even been presented for change and transformation and stuff like that. So I definitely want a partner that's like fucking be bigger, go like I support Who's what down. you're doing in the world. Yeah. yeah. And somebody, um, somebody that feels like home, 
Like when you come home, you're just like, oh, I can like, I can take the coat off. I can take the armor yeah. off. I can fall into you. I can be held and I can hold you. They know that you can't do this all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like when I'm out in the world where I'm like, I know you've got me. So I can be my feminine self. And I know that I'm not going to have to worry about anything else around me that you're really secure in who you are. And that when we're together and we part ways that I'm more excited to see you the next time. Mm. That it's like, yes, there's going to be shit that comes up. Like we're humans. We're going to have rupture and repair all the time. But does love, compassion, care, excitement, pleasure, play, does that outweigh more than the times that we're in? We're in rupture. And when we do rupture is the repair on both parties, right? Are we both willing to come to the table and go, wow, we fucked up. Like, can we repair Mm -hmm. this? And in the repair, does our depth and connection grow even deeper? Yeah. And is the sex amazing? Yeah. And the sex is amazing. Yes. Well, I'm holding that big vision. Casey, (laughs) thank you for going OT big time. My pleasure. Overtime. (laughs) (laughs) My, my absolute pleasure. Yeah. Because I can't imagine having the conversation in uh, as just chunks of what we just talked about. And it was so exactly as I thought it would be fast moving, dynamic, and pretty much any person who was listening any type of person, any, any blueprint, any orientation, any human heard themselves mm. described in our, our storytelling and in your storytelling. And that's really special and really beautiful. And that those are our, our most coveted episodes, I think, by some of our, our audience because they feel seen and heard by just listening to something, you know? And so for those of you that are listening, continue to come back to this episode and If you're dating, use this as a tool so that people can, that you're dating and that you're interacting with can maybe understand from the beginning what is available and how to communicate even better. And for those of you who've been in a long-term relationship and you're just coming on, you know, you're just becoming privy to this information. Here's an invitation to take the pieces that stood out to you the most and, and maybe the stuff that didn't stand out to you the most, maybe take every single piece mm-hmm. and dive a little deeper. One of the things that I love and about sex so much is that it is never ending. The experiences are never ending. The possibilities are never ending. And to me, what it teaches me about myself on an individual level outside of my relationship is just beyond. And, um, and I'm experiencing a little bit of that with you. You are a very dynamic, magical creature. I know that the, the wants and the fantasies and the desires that you have are well on your way. You moved to Austin. So that's a great start. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And, um, thank you for sharing so boldly and openly with our audience and just outside of our audience with your audience. So if you hear that in the background, that's Biggie rolling around on the carpet. So he feels the same way. He feels do. the same way. Yes. He is. He is surprising and delighting himself right now on the <laughs> carpet. So. Um, well, thank you so much for having me. And it's been such a pleasure and such a gift to share with your audience. And I hope we get an opportunity to do more. Yeah. I know that we will. Cool. For sure. So everyone follow <laughs> Kimmy and Casey. 
at Eros and Erosandkink.com. We are, we're building our website, so that'll be up and going. Yeah, but they can find you on Instagram you as of now. Go to Kimmy Inch, K-I-M-I-I-N-C-H mm-hmm. on Instagram. She is hilarious. She shares all the things. Yeah. I'm a little less social than she is. Yeah, but y'all are working on it. But we're Eros and Kink is your collaborative Kink. effort. Sorry, yeah. And so y'all find Kimmy and Casey on the Instagrams. And you do you, big. <laughs> you do. You get that pleasure, buddy. All right. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week.